The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. It is Friday. Welcome, everybody. Great to have you with us. This is Payoff Pitch, Action Network's baseball betting podcast presented by BetMGM. It is Friday, September 23rd. When you look at Major League Baseball standings as of today, most teams have about 13, 14 games remaining in the season. So we are coming down the stretch here, folks. Just about two and a half weeks left in the regular season. So uh, get excited for some, the final episodes of Payoff Pitch in the regular season, but we'll be joining you throughout the playoffs. We have Sean Zarillo and Anthony DeBundo, both our senior writers at Action Network. My name is Brendan Glasheen, if you didn't know. Uh, we're happy to join you. We have a lot to get to on the show. We're going to find out today if we're going to fade the New York Yankees, who take on the Red Sox again tonight in the Bronx. Aaron Judge home run watch has been the story, but Garrett Cole is on the mound. That is noteworthy. So we'll find out if we're going to fade Cole and the Yankees. That's on the agenda today. Underdogs we like. We did well on Tuesday. 6-0 day, and our underdogs delivered. And that 6-0 record includes best bets. So we had a good day Tuesday. And then final bets uh, from DeBundo and Zarillo. DeBundo in for Collinwood Church. But as we always do, we start the podcast, we start the episode with Best bets. Just go out there and try to have fun, you know. You know, having fun is the name of the game. Hey, you trying to make an ass of me? Get on that bag! Sean Zarillo, after having a good day on, well, we had a good day going Tuesday, and then Zarillo went on Twitter and made note that added to the list. There was just some other crap that didn't go right. But the stuff that you said on the podcast, Sean, went well. Yeah, and hoping these go well as well because I do not like laying juice, but these San Francisco Giants, when I checked the line this morning, it seemed off to me. I actually had to double-check my model to make sure I hadn't made a mistake with inputs. I bet them at around minus 135 in both halves for today, about an hour ago, and within the past hour, the lines had moved 30 cents 
in their direction. So I know I was not incorrect in that assessment. Um, the full game line is now out of range. I would have liked it to minus 144. The best available price now on that is closer to minus 165. So you can lay off the full game line at this point. But the first five line is still showing value. Projected it at minus 213. I would bet it up to minus 195. Again, I bet it at minus 135. The best available price now within an hour is minus 165. So you can still play it, even though there has been that dramatic line movement. I would probably not allocate as much to it now as I would have an hour ago at that better number. But yeah, just the price that straight up flustered me because it was so low. Uh, there's a massive difference in the underlying projections for Carlos Rodon and Tommy Henry, about a two and a half run differential in terms of their expected ERA, 2.7 versus 5.2. Those metrics sort of hold across all three of their expected indicators. The splits for the Giants, I make them about 20% better than average against lefties. The Diamondbacks, I make 3% below average against lefties in terms of a model. Their offensive splits for the season are much more comparable. They're about two spots apart in terms of splits versus lefties, 17th and 19th. But in terms of how I model it out, definitely make the Giants the better offense. Their bullpen about a quarter of a run better too. The one area where the Diamondbacks have an advantage is defense. Giants rate below average, Diamondbacks slightly above average. But when you have a pitcher like Rodon on the mound, that negative defense is certainly going to impact you less than it would for a guy like Logan Webb, who allows more balls in play. Rodon gets more strikeouts, so his defense tends to matter less. So the Giants up to minus 194, my favorite bet for today's slate. Liked it more again an hour ago, but would still play it certainly at a nice edge at around minus 163 right now. Giants have won four in a row, and uh, Rodon, their their best guy going on the mound today. So we'll see. How about you, Anthony? What do you got? Best bet? Well, you know, Zerillo's line moved too far, and the bet I wanted to make is my best bet. They haven't even posted a line yet. Uh, Kansas City is hosting Seattle tonight. I think the Royals are going to open right around a toss-up, pick them, uh, and I love the Royals at that number. Marco Gonzalez, a pitcher that I think the entire Action Network community that besides the Mariners homers have looked to fade the entire season. He's really fallen off quite a bit in the last uh, month or so, uh, ERA over five in the last month, and really his ex-ERA uh, has portended that this was coming for a long time. Not very good stuff. Uh, and Brady Singer has been a revelation. Right after I got rid of him in Dynasty Fantasy, he's become a stellar pitcher, adding a third pitch, uh, commanding extremely well, pitching around the corners, very effective. Uh, Singer's just a much, much better pitcher. I know Sean said he projected this uh, first five around minus 175. So I love the Mariner, or excuse me, I love the Royals. My best bet, since I need an actual bet I can make right now, is the White Sox and the Tigers over seven and a half. And our boy, Lucas Giolito, is back on the mound tonight. But I'm more interested, you know, we've talked about Giolito. Stuff plus is way down. His, his underlying metrics are major concern. But I'm more interested in what the hell has happened to Eduardo Rodriguez in the last month or two since coming back from that extended absence. White Sox, 125 weighted runs created plus against lefties. That's second best in baseball. But Rodriguez has been absolutely terrible since coming back. Uh, four runs, uh, four innings, five runs against the Mariners. He had one good start against the Angels and then has gotten roughed up against Houston. So his ERA has climbed almost a full run since returning from the break that he took. We are still not exactly sure what happened there, but yeah, mar uh, marital issues. That's what happened. Eduardo is that it? Yeah. So yes. uh, hopefully the marriage is okay, but you know, clearly something's going on with Rodriguez and his stuff has not registered. Well, he's never been a great stuff guy, but I think that the time off has also hurt his command. He's been someone who's relied on the command heavily to get outs in this league. And when he's not hitting his spots, he's very, very hittable. The bad matchup for the White Sox. The only concern, the White Sox may have quit. Uh, Sean talked about this pre-show and how they, they look like they don't care anymore. Uh, hopefully that leads to some errors. 
or maybe some defensive miscues and we can get some extra runs here. I like over seven and a half. And for the record, that is a report uh, by the New York Post that was put out during the summer. But yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez was missing for a while and it's like, what's going on here? And he's got stuff going on at home. So, and the only reason why I'm aware of that is because Eduardo used to pitch in Boston. So uh, speaking of the Red Sox, they are playing the Yankees today. Uh, They lost on a walk-off Thursday night. They are back in the Bronx to take on the Yankees. They're facing Garrett Cole, who they do have success against in the past. All the money's still coming in on New York. 87% of the bets, 97% of the money on Garrett Cole and the Yankees. Rich Hill is on the mound for the Red Sox. It's hard to fade the Yankees this time of year with how Judge is playing and the the magic in the air in New York with the Yankees. Zarillo, how are we going to approach this uh, with the Yankees? I know you really like... In the past, you have liked Cole first fives. Yeah, and I bet I Cole first five team. last night at minus 200. I made the line minus 230, but it has moved up to minus 230. And I bet the under eight, it has moved down to seven and a half. So for this point, at this point, I would lay off of this game. I think everything is kind of aligned where it should be. How about you, uh, Anthony? Thought on Yankees? Yeah, I would actually lean to the over now that it's gotten down to seven and a half. The only concern, and we kind of saw it last night, uh, the ball that Judge hit would have been gone two days ago. Right. And I think that the cool conditions, I mean, it is unseasonably, well, I guess now seasonably cool, you know, we're late mm-hmm. September here, but we've dropped down into the sixties in the Northeast. And I think that's definitely impacting the run environment. Ballpark pal has the Yankee stadium playing about 15% lower run environment than uh, it does normally based on the weather in the Northeast. And even though there's not a ton of wind at uh, Yankee stadium, it does definitely impact how much the ball's flying. And I think I'm interested to hear what Sean has to say about this, but October could look a lot more like April in terms of runs, given what they're doing with the humidors, given how good, of course, the pitching will be. Uh, but I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation kind of on a macro level to have about what the run environment is going to look like when it gets really cold again and the humidors are are affecting how much these balls fly. Yeah, 15% below the park average today, and that's with the wind blowing out to right field at 11 miles an hour. So that's pretty wild. It is cool here today. I live in New York. It is nice and chilly. It shocked me when I opened the door this morning. So definitely feels like fall in the air. And it's worth noting, too, in terms of the playoffs, we've seen MLB cycle in dead in baseballs back into the mix and the juice baseballs come out playoffs in the past. We have been able to test that back, test that with data signs and see the balls that they use. So definitely a concern for run scoring come playoff time. And tonight. It's Apple TV night, so maybe we do get the baseballs. Um, you would think they would juice the balls for Judge, but that ball that he hit last night was not juiced. Yep. Anthony, Garrett Cole is making his fifth start against Boston this year. He's allowed a homer in every start, all four. So who's who's going to homer for the Red Sox tonight? Well, he does say that Rafael Devers owns him. Now, Devers has been pretty league average in the second half. Um, let's see. Who's a fun pick? Uh, we'll go Tristan Cassis again, the rookie. Okay. Had a nice homer last night. I like him as a prospect. I know he struggled a little bit since coming up, hitting under 100. But uh, I'm a believer in Cassis. And, you know, he may strike out twice, but I think he'll he'll uh, run into one against Cole. Garrett Cole has famously, to Zarillo's point, will do really well just having some history now, betting this crazy sport that you guys like um, now over the course of the summer. He will do fine through six and get your first five bet, but then – Beware, seventh inning, the, the late home run is a thing with, with this guy. The Red Sox have had a good approach against Cole. I mean, they hunt that early fastball and they just swing at it. They're not going to take a pitch. They're not going to give him a strike. They're going to be extremely aggressive and it's paid off for them. Their lineup is still good. The Rich Hill against this Yankees lineup, could he nibble around and, and get some and, you know, 
fill up the zone and, and hope, you know, the, the weather environment helps him. I think there's a decent path to success for him, but I'm not betting this game. Moving on to our favorite underdogs of the day. This is a good reminder. I said off the top that uh, the guys, Whitchurch and Zarillo, they went 6-0 and on Tuesday, best bets and underdogs combined. Um, and we, I say 6-0 and because they had some first fives and full games in there too. But uh, it's a good reminder that if you don't get a chance, you don't catch everything in the podcast or you're looking for an easy out and you don't have time some days, go to the Action app and follow Payoff Pitch on the Action app. We have our own account for the podcast and we log all of the picks. It's labeled with each of the guys' names and what their pick is as a best bet or an underdog. So uh, do that uh, even still when you listen, just to have it uh, have it at your availability if a line changes or you just decide to make your bets right before first pitch. So that's available. Payoff pitch on the Action app. Underdogs for today. Uh, Zarilla, we'll go to you first. What do you like? Where's my dog? Uh-huh. Where's my dog? My favorite underdog that I ended up selecting was the Oakland A's against my Mets. I like them in both halves here. Projected the first five at plus 160, full game plus 165. You can bet those down to plus 174 and plus 181. Now that Frankie Montas is gone, I think Cole Irvin is the A's best starter. Pitching plus metrics, Bassett slightly above average, Irvin slightly below. But the Mets offensive splits are the concern here because they have been the number one offensive baseball against righties. Since the trade deadline, but against lefties, they are much closer to 20th. And a bottom 10 offense, I believe they rank 18th now. The A's have lesser defensive metrics for the season, but in terms of how I project these teams out, I put them basically on par with each other. And defense matters much more in a park like Oakland that is gigantic than it does elsewhere. So I think the A's, even though they have disadvantages pretty much across the board, I think the line has just gone a little bit too far. Certainly the Mets have been getting overinflated for the vast majority of this season. The A's have actually been playing some decent baseball lately. So Oakland in both halves for me, again, plus 174, first five, plus 181, full game. How about your favorite underdog, Anthony DeBundo? Yeah, I'm going to take the Baltimore Orioles, plus 130 at home against the Houston Astros. Excellent start from Kyle Bradish last night. Uh, incredible start for him. Best of his career. Uh, I know Sean and I are very excited about that. But tonight, I think the starting pitchers are pretty comparable again, and I'm getting plus 130 at home. Jose Arquiti is a fascinating pitcher. Uh, I think he does benefit a little bit here because of the fly balls with the, the, the lengthened porch. He's an extreme fly ball pitcher, but there's a very interesting underlying thing going on with Arquiti. His ERA is pretty comparable when you look at home and road splits, but his stuff plus, and this is something that uh, you know we, we've talked about on the pod, is, is how good your velocity and your movement is. His stuff plus at home is actually quite good. It's, it's close to 110. His stuff plus on the road, sub 100. So whether it's pitching indoors, whether the Astros are cheating again, I don't know what the hell's going on, but his stuff measures much better at home than it does on the road. So he's a pitcher I'm looking to fade when he goes on the road. And Dean Kramer has been pretty good. 4.4 XCRA is not as good as his 3.3 actual ERA indicates. So, you know, there's probably some regression coming, but the same is true for Akiti. So there's not a huge difference in the starting pitchers here. The bullpens, Houston's bullpen has been excellent this year by ERA. They're a little bit worse by XFIP. So I'm a little bit, skeptical of, you know, how long, how much of the gap there really is between these two defenses or these two bullpens rather. Uh, And so I, I like uh, Baltimore plus 130 at home. You bet the same thing, Zarillo? Yeah. Plus 109 first five and plus 124 full game would be my price targets. But yes, definitely on Baltimore, both halves, just not like a huge edge. Didn't want to end up putting this pick in the app, essentially on the payoff pitch account four times. So, but definitely like Baltimore as an underdog. 
Okay, before we wrap it up, let's rapid fire. Last handful of bets from each of the guys. And again, I, I can't stress this enough. If you don't catch all of these or you're in a rush some days, uh, check the app, of course, labeled Payoff Pitch, and you can find all of the picks from Payoff Pitch in the Action app. Just search Payoff Pitch in the follow section. Debundo, what do you got? I know you're going to talk Oakland as well, possibly. Yeah, the Mets 14th. Sean mentioned 20th since the deadline. 14th for the season. So this isn't a new issue that's just popped up for the Mets against left-handed pitching. They've been considerably worse. I think I'm going to be on the A's every game in this series, and I think I'm going to hate it. But uh, based on you know the fact that the Mets appear to be a little bit inflated going you know in this division chase now with Atlanta, uh, I think that that's clearly being priced in here, overpriced rather, relative to their actual odds. So I took a small shot on A's plus 200. Uh, Mets bullpen also, outside of Diaz, is showing some serious cracks. So I think, you know, the A's are not a good team and they probably lose this, but you know, we bet numbers here. Uh, and I like the, the Rangers in the first five innings, John Gray is back. He has been up and down, uh, but he did show better command in his last start. I'm encouraged by that. I think uh, as he continues to improve uh, his command, he'll be a better pitcher. Obviously there's only two weeks left in the season, but also this is just a classic letdown spot for Cleveland. I don't really do spots much in baseball. I think it's kind of overrated, but if there's any time you're looking to play off a team, they just swept the White Sox. They clinched a division. This is a classic, you know, we're going to be a little flat here. They're probably still celebrating from last night's uh, sweep. So, yeah, by the way, RIP White Sox, Colin Whitchurch, you were smart to get out of this podcast today. And we'll say you're in parts unknown, but I know you're in a place without cell service and hopefully you can't, watch anything White Sox related now for the rest of the year, because I messaged him after the extra inning thing. And I said, Oh no. And he said, I already turned it off. I'm done. Done with this team. So yes. Thank you. White Sox for uh well, we, we might still bet against them for the rest of the season, but uh, yeah, to transition to Zerillo, you are going to back Texas in some capacity as well, but you'd prefer to lay off because the number's not right right now. Yeah, moved about 20 cents overnight. Again, happy to see that I'm on the right side of the market and that my model is correct. But the first five line has moved about 15 cents from where I bet it last night at minus 120. The best available price is minus 135. And the average price is closer to minus 140, which is roughly where I had it. So I would lay off Texas at this point. I think the price has just moved a little bit too far. I think the market probably expecting, as Anthony said, that the Guardians may sit some players today since they have clinched that division. The Tigers and the White Sox, Anthony liked that as his best bet. That is my favorite total on the board today. The wind is blowing in, but I still projected this total at around eight. There's typically wind in that park in Chicago. I think when the wind is blowing in, it tends to just get overrated um, because there's constantly wind there. It's no uh, it, and, the, and the impact is not as dramatic in that park as it is in Wrigley. The Wrigley totals tend to move up. You see between like eight and 11, the totals in Comiskey, U.S. Cellular Field, whatever you want to call it, they don't fluctuate as much. They tend to move between seven and a half and nine. There's not that like three-run differential depending on the win. So that is worth noting. There's always win there. Don't overrate it. But both pitchers, stuff below average. The White Sox, the top two offense against the lefties. The Tigers have been hitting better of late. Everything aligns with the over except for the win. So definitely like the over for the first five and the full game there. It has moved against me too. I should mention that you can get better number now than I did last night. Seven to seven yep. right now on bet. MGM. Yeah. And three and a half first five. I bet four and seven and a half last night. So surprised it moved against me, but I like it even more now than I did last night. 
Uh, the Phillies, we mentioned them. I like them in the first five innings here at a minus 165. I make Noah a full run better than Jake Odorizzi. Anthony flexing right now. Uh, Wendy didn't hear, and both teams in their lesser split. Seven is a very low total for Citizens Bank Park. We normally see that total around eight and a half, nine. I think, though, it is justified in this spot. Do not go blind betting that over seven. I made it 7.15. Both bullpens, very solid too. So Phillies to minus 165 for the first five innings. And then just to wrap it up with some hold your nose bets, the Reds to plus 143 with Mike Miner, the Jays to plus 122 with Mitch White, and then the Cardinals to plus 160 with Jose Quintana. The Dodgers are the number one team against righties. They're getting a lefty tonight. But they do not chase, and Quintana needs people to chase in order to get outs. The Cardinals, the number one offense against lefties facing Andrew Heaney, they're currently in an offensive funk, though. So if if the Cardinals were hitting better of late, I would be more interested in putting more on this bet. If the Dodgers chase just a little bit more, I'd be interested in putting more on this bet. I think a plus 160, though, it's still a nice price to play them, but I wouldn't go below that. One interesting thing about Citizens Bank Park, uh, second biggest win differential in the entire league after Wrigley. Uh, Two balls last night were hit that would have been gone any other night, but with it in the 60s and the wind blowing in 15 miles an hour from left, good luck to the hitters at the bank against Nola Notorizzi today. Are you going back to the the ballpark tonight, Anthony? I am not. Uh, I will be there on Saturday for the last trip, potentially, for me to the park this year. So hopefully there's a playoff appearance, but I'm not not, uh, optimistic. I was going to say, yeah, if you're going to go tonight, make sure you bundle up, you know? It's... Yeah, it's too cold for me. I can't, I can't go in the 50s. What? I'm a, fair, I'm, I'm a fair weather fan in that I like to go when it's warm. You went to Syracuse. Like, you're, you'd be <laughs> fine. I, you know, sitting outside for three and a half hours. I went to a game. They played Oakland in April. It's called first alcohol. Weekend. It was like 48 degrees. It was terrible. I hated every second of being Just in drink and not feel it. Well, I shouldn't. Well, maybe. Eh, whatever. Uh, just, just drink and you'll be fine anyway. It's too cold. Oh, come on. It's September. I, I have no further it. comment. I'm a fair weather fan. I, got, I like to go when it's warm. Okay. This has been a nice right. Saturday. This has gone off the rails. I it's chilly to today, Brennan. This is this is the first day where I was like, wow, it's summer. Oh, over. I'm aware. I'm in Boston. I I'm, get sh- it. I'm shifting into soup mode, to quote uh, George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> no soup for you. On that note, uh, again, RIP White Sox. Colin should be back next week from his uh, his time away. For Sean Zarillo, Anthony DeBundo, Brendan Glasheen, again, check out the Action app for all of the picks for Payoff Pitch. Just search Payoff Pitch in the follow section. And join us every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season. We'll catch you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay warm, bundle up, and we'll talk to you next week. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.